This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. I want us to speak to the Almighty God that the few minutes we have, that the Lord will speak to our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Talk to him that he will expand his word in your heart in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Talk to the Almighty God right now. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. We want to wrap up the series we have been talking about the light. This month, the Lord gave this word to our senior pastor, the light. And then we've had several messages during this month, Bible studies, and a lot of things about the light. So I want to wrap it up today by talking on the light of the city, the light of the city. I cannot imagine when, if we turn off the light here, all of the lights, we will be in total darkness. Amen. One thing this light does for us here is it shines on everyone. And I can see the beauty of everybody, how gorgeous you are. If this light is turned off, I can't see anybody. I can see different colors. I can see the gorgeousness of your dress. But guess what? The light reveals the glory of what you are wearing today. And you are shining. Why? Because of the light. Praise the Lord. Our scripture of the month in King James Version, Revelation chapter 21 verse 23. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon. Why? And to shine in it. Why? Because the glory of God did lighten it and the lamp is the light thereof. That's what we want to consider to wrap it up. So we need light for everyday living to do everything we want to do. Without light, you can do nothing. Without light, you will only see darkness. And that was what it was in the beginning. And God put beauty into the nation. He said, let there be light, and there has been light since. And we made our own light as God gave us revelational knowledge to make light. To help us to see in darkness. Somebody who is blind doesn't appreciate colors. He doesn't see the beauty. The Bible says something in our memory verse. It says, and the glory of God is the light thereof. In other words, light brings out glory. Light and glory, they go together. With light, you can appreciate a whole lot of stuff. And that is why you will see that uh, the manufacturers and the retailers and the wholesalers, what do they do? When you go to any shop, they put light on the objects. The diamond will be sparkling. The glory of the diamond shines out. You go into the jewelry store, you see all of those um, places, they put bright 
light, light on them so you can see the glory, the beauty in those items. And that is what attracts you to say, I, I would like this. Praise the Lord. When the light of God shines in you, it brings out the glory of God in you. A good typical example, I know Mr. Wale did extensive teaching last Sunday on this subject also too. What's, what's brother saw? There was a glory in that young man who had zeal for God, for the things of God. But guess what? He did not know exactly what God had packaged inside of him. But when the glory of God came upon him, and the light of God came upon him, the glory began to exude such that this man started representing Christ that he was persecuting. Jesus says something. He said in John 9 verse 5, when he was physically on earth, he said, as long as I am in this world, I am the light of the world. But then, he turned around to say, you are the light of the world. I am the light of the world. How is that possible? Because I carry inside of me the light of God. That is the lamp of God. Therefore, as long as I live, as long as you live, we must bring forth the glory of God. He said, you are a chosen generation, a real priesthood. A holy nation, a peculiar people that you will show for the grace of him who has called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Everybody who does not have Christ in him is living in darkness. Is living in darkness. He said that you may show forth the glory. God wants us to show forth his glory. I know, like I said, we had the extensive education on that last Sunday. To show forth his glory. You are a royal person. And you need to carry yourself as such everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. When the light of God comes upon a man who is sick, the man that was born blind 40 years, and the light of God came upon him, he began to see. He began to see. People around him noticed something has changed. And he was able to testify. One thing I know before, I was blind. But now, I can see. In messaging the kingdom of God, we will have to go forth there and declare the light of God to our environment, as we have been told. That you will, people will notice that your life has transformed. People will know that you no longer conforming to the world. But you are being transformed by the light of the world. God expects us to be transformed and not to conform to this world. And what will help us with that is the light that you carry. Therefore, the life of a child of God is different from somebody who is unbeliever. And that is why we must make sure that wherever we go, we bring light into that darkened area. What else does the light do apart from revealing the glory? 
the light, when it comes into a particular place, it changes the atmosphere. And that is one of the things that I want us to understand. The light of God, when it came upon Isaac during the time of recession, he was able to see in the spirit that this is the good time to invest. And invested in that year, the Bible says he reaped hundredfold increase. God opened his eyes. When the light of God came upon Jacob, after he met his brother Cain, he slept and he dreamt. And he saw the ladder that was up to the heaven, angels ascending and descending. And when he woke up, he said, wow, the Lord is here. And I did not know it. God, when the light of God comes upon you, it gives you a clear vision understanding of the next step that God wants you to do. So you need to really appreciate the light of God in your life. And that's what happened to Jacob as well. Think about those people that were barren. For them, that was the darkness of their life. When we start from the book of the beginning, we talk about Sarah. When you talk about Hannah, when you talk about Elizabeth, when the light of God came upon the darkness of their life, their story changed. Their story changed. Their story changed. I may not know exactly what you are passing through that is so darkened. Sometimes we cannot share with people. Sometimes we have tried to find solution to those darkened areas of our life, of our lives but there is no solution. But what I want to say to you, allow the light of God to shine upon that darkened area and you will see a big difference. God will give you testimonies in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. All of those people that were trusting God for the children of the womb in the scripture except one that will not give praise to God or despise the husband, Michael, everybody had testimony of a child of a special child or children. Praise God. So, the light of God is very, very important for us to consume, to know that it is it that is going to help us even to navigate our lives forward. Praise God. So, we talked about the light of God bringing out the glory of God in you, revealing who you are and your surroundings. Praise God. The light of the city the light of the city. Let me talk a little bit about the city because I know we have not elaborated so much on the city. If you pull out your phone or without pulling out your phone, you know there are beautiful cities in this country. Around the world, there are many beautiful cities around the world. One of my sisters, I believe, just returned from one of the most beautiful cities. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I, saw, I saw her. She was looking good on the status. Praise the Lord. Dubai is one of those beautiful places many people want to go to, right? So, depending on how you classify the beauty of an environment of a town of a city, it may be the architectural design of the building. It may be the landscape 
of, the, of that area. It may be the nature of how things. Every time I Google the most beautiful city, Cape Town in South Africa was coming up. And what it is, that this uh, table mountain of nature. It's like a table, and then you see the Indian Ocean on one side, the Atlantic Ocean on the other side, and it's so much projected that you say, wow. And most of the places they said they recommend, at least this, this is one of the cities you must visit in your lifetime. I've not been there. I've not been there. I'm going to follow after the trend of uh, Pastor and Mrs. Coles. So to begin to do some holiday to nice places and beautiful places. Amen. Praise God. I told my wife, we are getting there. Because life begins at the age we are now. I don't want to say it. Amen. Praise God. We're going to start our own travels. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Welcome, my sister. God bless you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, the Bible is talking about the city. So, it said the city, we are talking about the glory of God lightens the place. The builder and the architect of that place is God himself. If you want to check that up, you can read it up in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 10 rather. The Bible talks, it said, For he looked for a city which has foundations and whose builder and maker is God. When you want to buy a home, you begin to search for who is the best builder around then you look at their elevations. What type of elevations they have? Do I like this or do I don't like it? For those of us in this part of America, we talk of uh, DR Alton, we talk of KB Homes, we talk of um, Maritimes, we talk of Chessman, we talk of uh, a whole lot of builders. And you want to choose one. Then when you get there, the next thing is you are looking at what elevations do you have. Do I like this or I don't like it? How many square footage? Depending on your income, that will be verified, and your credit status, then you can place yourself, whether you're going to go for low price, medium range. Then you begin to think of neighborhood, where the houses start in point something million or some millions, and then it goes on and goes on. Then you look at the, the landscape of the place. And how many acres of land is that mansion sitting in the middle? And it's going to depend on your income. Let me give you a sweet story. John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Because in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Because I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you and you and me will be there also. I want us to get it off of our heads. God said, I am preparing for you a mansion. It's not a condominium. <laughs> Amen, President. He said, I'm preparing a mansion for you. Many of us, we say, what am I going to do in a mansion? I only sleep in one bedroom. I don't need another one. When you see nice stuff, when you see nice stuff, you like good thing. Mama Cole, if you see good stuff, you like it. Praise the Lord. 
I'm beginning to like nice cars. Amen. And I'm going to ride nice cars. God provides. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good things are good. There was a time I said, why will you waste your money on buying a new car? It was because there was no money at that time. <laughs> Man, when you buy luxurious car, it's different from ordinary car. It rides differently. The shock absorber is different. The cozy environment is different. You feel good as if you are driving to paradise. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are not there yet. But what will be the goal of any Christian? The purpose why somebody will go to school of nursing will be after certain years of education, I want to practice as a nurse. For anybody who is a Christian, our goal is to spend eternity with God. And the goal will be to be in that city that I've not seen. In fact, the words are indescribable of that city. When the revelation was given to John the Beloved, and he began to compare what he knew. Do you know how you can describe a thing depends on your vocabulary, how much you know. It depends on how much exposure you have. If you live in the village all the time, like I did when I was young, all your description will be about a thatched roof, some muddy wall, and you say it's better than this. But somebody who lived in a ivory house, uh, uh, house will be able to the marble, the talk of the diamond, the crystals, and all of those things. He was trying to compare to the best of his exposure. But the words cannot describe the beauty of that place. He said, when you walk on the street of gold, many of us cannot believe it. Why are you wasting it? That is too precious. You can't be walking on gold. God said, that's what you're going to walk on. He said, the walls are made of gold. He said, in that place, there is no darkness. In fact, he said, you don't need chandeliers. Brethren, if anybody is going to have a dream host, oh, uh, the dream home, American dream is good. Don't get me wrong. But the heavenly city dream is better than American dream. The heavenly city dream is better than an American dream. I want you to trust God to live the best and the full of life as God provides. But I don't want you to allow the mirage of this one to pull you away from the home to come. There is a better place for you. There is a better place for me. I said, there is a better place for you. We must aspire to be there. And I believe, God, you will make it there. I will make it there. In the name of Jesus, nothing will push me away from making it to that glorious home. In the name of Jesus. I remember that old country song. He said, this world is not my home. I'm just passing by. Jim Reeves sang that song. When I was a young Christian, I loved that song. Every day I, I woke up, I sang that song. It's like I'm just imagining myself being in that glorious place. Because he said, this world is not my world. What does that say to you, brethren? Why we are pursuing our American dreams? I want us on daily basis to pursue our heavenly city, mansion, dream, houses. Amen. 
we need to put in place together. How do we get there? How you want to get a house? One of the first things is you start building your credit, right? You start building up your credit. You start building your, your, your credit. You put money aside. You save money. Isn't that what we do? Exactly. Let's see. How do we put money aside for that mansion? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to read Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. Are you an investor? Where are you investing your money in? Jesus said, Lay not up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. Amen. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I ask us this morning, where's your treasure? Where is your treasure? Is all your treasure on the homes you have now or on the cars you have now? But I want to tell you, there is a better home. Not the song we used to sing back then was um, um, my house above, my house here is good, but my house above is better. It's in my local dialect, so I don't want to sing it. You have a beautiful home here, but there is a better home there. How many of you, sometimes when you look at how you have decorated your house, you give yourself part on the so that I did a good job, right? Then until you visit another friend's house, say, wow, this, this is looking better. <laughs> Amen? If you have not visited another person's house, you think yours is the best. Whatever you have now, I guarantee you, heavenly one is better. I said it is better. I will make it in Jesus' name. If that is your prayer, pray in the mighty name of Jesus. So where are you putting your treasures? Where are you investing? One of the ways to invest is this. Every dollar you put here, there is a heaven record. My wife and I, we were in job-related conference in Chicago. We just came back yesterday. And intermittently, once the doorbell has ding-dong, I take a look, I see the person who's in front of my house in San Antonio. And I was in Chicago. The other time, I was in Nigeria, and my wife was telling me, the room temperature is cold. Can you increase the temperature? And I was adjusting the thermostat from Nigeria to keep them warm in San Antonio. Praise the Lord. Everything we do on earth, the Bible said there is an heaven record about it. God is recording it. And one thing is certain. Whatever the investment we have on earth, the Bible says certainly we take nothing to heaven. But whatsoever you bank in heaven... Is your future pension for eternity. Amen. It's better than Medicare. It's better than 401k. It's better than uh, 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 Medicaid. 
Whatsoever benefit we think we can get at our retirement age here or not, the one there is better. It's forever. Guess what? In that place, God is your insurer. You are not going to need to look for insured a property for five million. Otherwise, we will not show. God is going to be the one that is doing all of these ones for you. Amen. When you are on the Lord's side and the light of God is in you and is shining, God takes care of everything. Imagine the children of Israel. They left Egypt with only what God allowed the Egyptians to give them. 40 years in the wilderness, but they never lacked. In the wilderness, out of what they took out of Egypt, they built a superb tabernacle for the Lord. They brought so much that their leader, Pastor Moses, said is enough. We have enough materials. For this project, let us overwhelm the project with what we can give. And let us see how God will take care of everything that we need. God was paid all their health insurance premiums. Because the Bible says for 40 years their legs did not swell. Their health was taken care of. They were strong. Why? Because God paid all their health benefits for them. And he took care of them. And they never lacked. And they emerged fresh and strong. No wonder one eighty-five year old man Caleb said, I am as strong today as I was 40 years ago when we left Egypt. Where do you hear that? Where? Where do you hear that? When well, we have on some 85-year-old person working, we will give a special, a special parking spot for them so that they take things easy. He said, Give me that mountain I can climb. At age 120, Moses is still climbing mountain. I don't know how tall the mountain was, probably uh, greater than the, the Mount Kilimanjaro. I don't know. But I see climb mountain at the age 120. Do we even think about that? How God can preserve his own. God has got your back. All you need to do is you put your trust in him. He will fix you. He will take care of your needs. You will never know no lack in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Are you an investor? That's the question that came to me. Where are you investing? In what product? In what company? Or in the company of God? Please, brethren, don't let us lose the sight of this. One thing came across to me one day. He said, when we have put all of these things together, he said, when you are gone, you don't, know, you don't even know who is going to spend the money you are jealous, you are guiding now. He said, well, they will spend it lavishly. They didn't work hard for it. They just spend it anyhow. Um, I don't know. I just, my papa just left me some million dollars. I just spend it. Why? Because they didn't work hard for it. Amen? So if you keep holding it to yourself, what happens to it when you are gone? For you are taking no one dollar with you. Amen? Even when somebody is dead, he has billions. He doesn't even know if they cover him before they drop him somewhere in, in the hole. To rotting. He doesn't know. And he doesn't have a choice. It's whatever people decide for him. The time we have choice and decision to make is now. It's not after death. So brethren, the light of the city is the lamb. He said the lamb is the light of the city. As we round up, what are some of the benefits 
to make it to that city. Some of this beautiful city here around us or neighborhood, you can't just drive there. They have security there. They, they, they don't even let you in. Say, so who are you looking for? You try to look at your phone, who the person you are looking for. He said, do you know who you are looking for? If you mention the name, they said, is he expecting you? They call the person. You are stranded. There is your friend. You are stranded there at the gate. Gated community. Everything. But guess what? In the city of God, as expensive and beautiful it is, there is no gate there. Amen. Hallelujah. There are no security cameras. There are no security officers patrolling the seats. Why? Because thieves are not there. Let's take a look on the accounts of what the Bible says about some of the benefits of living in that city. Um, if you look at uh, Revelation chapter 21 verse 4, Revelation chapter 21 verse 4, he said, in that city, there is no pain. There is no tear. There is no crying. What does that mean? That means there is no need for hospital or emergency services. No 911 calls. It's a beautiful place. We don't need all of those things. Some of us, if you think you are going to practice medicine in heaven, you will not get any job. <laughs> Amen. There is no medicine to practice in heaven. There's no 911 there, so there's no need to apply for a position of senior nursing officer. Praise the Lord. There's no need. Praise the Lord. So he said, the place is without pain, no death. It's a secure city. It's a beautiful place. Best neighborhoods. I dare tell you again to have heavenly city dream. I dare tell you. It's better than American dream. Praise the Lord. What are the conditions that will make you qualify? If you are buying a house, like I said, there are pre-qualifying conditions to make it to a particular place. To buy a house in a particular neighborhood. Do you have the resources? Do you have the money? Do you have the credit? Do you have a stable income? They check all of those things. If you claim you are working, they will say, where do you work? Can we talk to your employer? Are you still employed now? Or was it last year? They check everything. If you are employed last year and you are not working now, you are about to close next week and dunk a lot road, you are fired. They're going to say, I'm sorry, we can close. <laughs> we can close. You don't have resources to maintain the house or to pay for the loan or to pay for the mortgage. So let's look at what the scriptures say. What are the conditions? Revelation 21 and in verse 27. Revelation 21 verse 27. It gives us a preview of what the conditions of that place will be. And also in the book of Galatians chapter 5. Uh, let's read this one. Revelation 21 verse 27. It says, but there shall by no means enter into it anything that defies or causes an abomination or a lie. But only those whose names are written in the book of life. Brethren, I pray with you and I pray for myself. Anything you can do to make sure your name is not taken off the book of life, do it. It's worth it. It's better than anything else that we can protect our name from. 
We don't want our name to be inside, to be, a, to be in the book of felons. If you are a felon, your name is there. There are many things you can do in this country. But the Bible says only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Galatians 5, 19 to 21. It says, and the act of flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that they, those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who live like this. Brethren, we are called to a high standard in God. In this, on the streets of that beautiful city, you will see the street of holiness, the street of righteousness, the street of purity, the, the street of joy, of peace. That will be the streets that will be there. I wonder which streets are you trying to build your mansion in? I'm, I'm asking. Because the Bible says those will be the people... All these ones we mentioned, they said they are not going to make it. Pre-qualification. But guess who is going to decide whether it's going to be there? It's you and it is me. Praise the Lord. So what is the condition then that qualifies us? Number one, is that if you lack this neighborhood, as I'm telling you, I want you to remember that you need to give it all to Jesus now. The book of Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 says, The wages of sin is there, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. So for us to be with Jesus, where he is the lamb, then you must be able to allow him into your heart. You allow him into your heart. Brethren, I'm going to ask us to pray and stand on our feet. We have talked so much this month about the light. And God is specific and deliberate why he wants us to do that. He wants us to invest in his kingdom. He wants us to have the light of God. He wants us to not be confused about how we get there or we cannot get there. But the choice is ours. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.